Thank you very much. Good evening, friends. I'm happy to be back here again tonight. This story it is the last night of this series of meetings. I don't know whether it be my last night in the area or not, because I may be back again if you all will let me and the Lord will permit to get to come back again. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Makes me feel double welcome. And if the Lord will grant the next time it maybe not be just a few nights like this, it's just such a shame looks like. Now we're just now getting into a place of where the people are just beginning to get healed, you see. Just moving up. The ushers are just telling me about last night my strength give away. I'm sorry that I just can't stay no longer than what I do because my strength is just about gone. <laughs> oh my, if you only knew how weak I was. Sometimes I try to put a throw my shoulders back when, oh my, you just know what was behind that. But I'm trying my very best to do all that I can. I'm really weak tonight. Last night I was trying to say about the lady who was sitting right here that was in the wheelchair. I seen her going walking. I was trying to tell her and I just couldn't get my breath out enough to get it. And then when I got outside, the ushers there, I said, go back and tell the lady that braces to walk at Christ's healer. They told me a few minutes ago she had tough off her braces and was walking as well. So that was fine. And this afternoon, the lady that was here in the Spirit of the Lord fell and pointed to her the first time she'd walked, and I don't know how long, sitting in a wheelchair, and now she's walking. How the Lord has granted these things, and great testimonies going out. I met a lady tonight while we were having our dinner in a place that was in the meeting in Windsor, Ontario. I think she was going to speak, did she, tonight? A lady. That would just cancer and eat her completely up in here, and the doctors just give her a short time. And how did the Lord move down and told her, You're going to live? See? No matter what, the, what other things said, that's first. Now, what if she hadn't believed that? And when she got, went off in a few days, got a little worse than what she was, she thought, Well, that man just told me something that was wrong. Well, then she'd have went on and died. But she believed what was said was the truth, and God rewarded her. <clears throat> As I told you before, many times, time and sight is the worst enemies that God has. Time and sight. You look, and neither one of them declares anything about God. You want it done spontaneously when God takes his time about things. Let's just believe whatever said. I don't know, it was a few weeks ago that some of the most remarkable testimonies came in, and I wondered about that meeting. Why there wasn't so, too many? Just spontaneous healings taking place. Well, I didn't know. And come to find out that, and while I was here, a lady just called me while I was here and told me, it was several days after the meeting, and a, a lady had a stomach trouble, and it was so bad she could hardly, just couldn't eat nothing but just drink barley water and so forth. Very serious ulcers. And said that I told her she's going to be well. And she said, well, it went on for weeks, three or four weeks. Still nothing had happened. <laughs> and she just kept believing she wouldn't give up. And one morning she tried to eat some toast. And all said how her stomach burned her that she could hardly stand it. And said she was crying at the window washing the dishes, crying. And said while she was crying, a real cool feeling came over her. Said she said, well, something, and she tried to wash dishes, she got so nervous. And she turned around, said her stomach is this is cool. And she eats some oats, some of them are left there. And it didn't bother her. She drank a cup of coffee. 
which she hadn't been able to do for a long time. didn't bother her. And she was so happy, she run down the street away to her neighbor to tell her neighbor about it. Had been to the meeting, and the neighbor had also been pronounced was going to be healed. She's going to tell her neighbor not to be discouraged because it had to happen. The neighbor had a big growth on her neck, and she found her neighbor down on the floor screaming to the top of her voice. The growth had just left her neck a few minutes before that, and you know what it was? It, it was the angel of the Lord passing through that neighborhood of those things that he had pronounced. If he pronounces it, it's his obligation, not mine or yours. See? It's your obligation to keep on believing. It's my obligation to stay here and work for him. It's your obligation to believe what he tells you. God will bring it to pass. Now, they can't always answer spontaneously. When Paul was out on the ocean that night and fourteen days and nights without moon or stars, why, all hopes is gone. Is that right? No hopes at all. On those seamen, old man was barnacles on them almost had been in the seas so long. And they said all hopes is gone if they should ever live. And Paul was down in the gallery, and the angel of the Lord came to him. He ran up on top of the deck and said, Be of a good courage, be of a good courage, for the angel of God whose servant I am stood by me and told me last night, see, that Paul, you're to appear before uh, the emperor and so forth, and that God give them all to sail with you. And he said, Be of a good courage. For I believe, God, that it shall be just as it was shown me. And they take and eat and eat and was encouraged because they believed, Paul believed that what God told him was the truth. Now, it was several days before they was ever shipwrecked or got on the island, but God brought it to pass because they believed it. Don't you fear. Now, I want you to listen to me. The last two nights, I'll say this, I believe, if I, may God help me. Not, not to exaggerate, but just be honest, as I believe from my heart, from the pull of the strain that's taken from me in this meeting, there's a, at least 200 people sitting here right now that's already healed. You just don't recognize it. You just don't recognize it. There's people here that I know that's healed. Just who? Sometimes it's such a conglomeration now, I can't tell where it's at. But it's just, you just imagine. You take 500 stations pulling into one radio at one time. See? It's hard. And I just raise up my hand sometimes and thank God and go, it's true. If do you believe it, God has spoken that I tell you the truth. And it is so. And you will see many of these crippled people that's now, that's here now that's really crippled. They're going to get well. Just as certain as anything, they're going to get well. And they're, they're going to be uh, get all right, many of them. There's some of them, I see them. There's some of the people here with heart trouble. It's going to be all right. Some here with cancer, they're going to be all right. And there's been people that's passed across the platform here that isn't going to be all right. And that's right, unless God changes things some way. Well, I've seen them come here and seen the very death rate with itself hang over them. And I, I know that they can't go long, uh, long unless God has something to do into it. But now their prayer can change that. I never say nothing. A lady passed by the other night. That lady, I knew I was real weak. And when she came by, when she looked up, I said, do you believe? The woman said, yes. I just had a little more strength than I would have told her. <laughs> you just think you do. Faith is something that you 
It's absolutely, it's not just what you imagine, it's, it's, a, it's a reality. Many people, I say this with humble humility, because I, I may never be, see you all again from tonight. There probably is people here I'll never see again in my life. But I say that 80% of the people that come to the platform doesn't know what faith is. They have a hope, but not faith. But faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Look here. <clears throat> Young man, you stand there, usher. I want you to come here just a minute. Just stand here just a moment. Not to make you a public show to the people. I just want for an illustration. Now, walk just a little closer. How many... How many people in here know how many senses that govern the human body, control the human body? Let's see your hand. How many is there? See if I name them correctly. See, taste, feel, smell, hear. Is that right? Now that's what controls the natural man. Now I'm going to look this way. Now standing before me is a, a young man. He has brown hair. He has a blue coat on, a white shirt with a blue and white striped tie. Why don't you turn this way, young man? How many believe that that's the truth? How do you know it's the truth? You have a sense. You possess. Now, there's people sitting here who are blind that cannot see that. They don't know it. See, they have to take my word for that and your word. But the man is standing there. But we're blessed tonight, we who can see by the mercies of God, that that's the truth. Now, a sense of sight declares it. Now, how many heard this expression, that seeing is believing? All right? That man is still standing there, and I do not see him. Is seeing believing? No, sir. You want to argue with me he's not there? Well, no, you can't do that. <laughs> he's standing there, and I know he's there. Well, you say, no, he left, Brother Bram. No, he didn't. <laughs> No, sir, he's there. You try to argue me out of it now. You can't do it. And I do not see him. It's impossible for me to see him now. Is that right? But I know he's there. How do you think I know he's there? That's right. And seeing's not believing, is it? Feeling's believing in this. Now, that's the sense of feeling, that he's standing there. Now watch. Now, I cannot feel him at all. That sense doesn't work at all. I can't feel the thing. But I know he's there. Why? I see him. So there's two separate senses altogether. Is that right? For instance, the music would go to playing. Could you see it? I thought seeing was believing. Seeing is not believing. All right. Could you feel it? Could you taste it? Could you smell it? How do you know it was playing? It's correct. Then seeing is not believing. Now, if this young man standing there now, I see him, and I know he's there by the sense of sight. I can't feel him, nor the way I can contact him. Now, I know he's there because the sense of feeling says he's there, and that's a reality. Now, everyone that has those same senses would know the same thing. Thank you, young brother. Now, what is faith? Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things you do not see, taste, feel, smell, or hear. 
but it's just as real as what the sense of feeling or seeing is. You know what I mean? You, how many here with good sight says, I got on a white shirt? How many believe that? You believe that's a white shirt? What if I told you it was red? Would you believe it? No, sir. You'd say that shirt was white. Now, how many believe in divine healing? How many believe that Christ heals you back under 1900 years ago when he died for you? If you believe that, if your faith declares that, that you're healed right now, just as much as the sense of sight says that that's white, it's over. There it is. See? It's a reality. It's not just a myth. It's not something imagined. It's, a, it's actually, you know it. There's no, no doubt, no words. It's just all wiped out. It's gone. You know it. Now, like the young man sitting here in the chair. Young man, if you believe that your affliction is going to leave you now, believe that Christ is going to make you well, your faith is strong enough to do it, just as your sight says that's why it's over, brother. You have to get well. That's right. Just the same as these other cripples that's been sitting here. Now, most of the time, when people are crippled, I, I very seldom call a cripple until I see them healed, because the people in the meetings, there's always critics, and they look at the cripple and say, well, anybody with sense knows that person's crippled. Well, I tell them that. I usually try to get the people that doesn't look like you got anything wrong with them, see, or something like that. And sometimes I'll start down a road, just keep going down the road till I find a sinner somewhere. Like that, where they're Christian, 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 when I contact somebody, it's a sinner or something in their life. It'll call it out. Is that true? Has that been true? All right. See, it'll call that out. Sometimes it'll just go down the road till I find it. Maybe start down the road, can't find one. I'll start somewhere else and see if I can find a sinner somewhere. So where it'll call that person out. I don't know who they are in that mass, but I've got to contact each individual like that. Now, that doesn't heal them, but sometimes that builds the faith to where they can be healed. Now. God has been good to you. God is with you. And I want you to believe him with all your heart. And now remember, many of you are going to be well. Many of you are going to get well. That's the truth. And now, I want Brother Baxter said just a few moments ago, speaking to him, he said, Brother Ben, we got all of our debts paid up, and they've taken up a love offering for you. Uh, that makes me feel a little too easy. Uh, I didn't necessarily want you to do that. But being that I'm uh, going overseas, have to leave the family for a while, and when I come back, I won't have any... I was going to get me my job back till the Lord told me what to do as a patrolman back on walking high lines for the public service company, till the Lord spoke to me and told me what to do, and Brother Baxter <laughs> said, Brother Ben, that'd be a stumbling block to the people. And I, I want to get alone. What I want to do is to myself and pray, because I believe this now is God, by His grace, has let me spearhead a revival that swept the world in the beginning. See? Now, I believe there's something coming that's going to be a double potion to the church, and I feel that down in my heart. Now, back down to the last sermon I preached in my tabernacle was on David and Goliath. And I said, here, even my own Baptist uh, bishop stood there and said, why'd you eat that night? said, you had a nightmare. I said, no, sir, and I don't appreciate that. I said, no. It was the truth. To me, it was real. And he said, you, with your grammar school education, you go to pray for kings and great men and statesmen and so forth, are going to be healed. I said, yes, sir. 
He said, well, how do you get that? I said, you better go back over to your tabernacle and forget about it. I said, how can I forget about it when it's wrote indelible by the blood of Christ across my heart? I said, you, you'll see. He said, I'll be listening. And you've seen the voice of healing here recently. Why do you apologize? And he's praying for the sick himself now. So that, he said, if I had been so backslidden, I'd have listened to the boy and paid attention to what he said about vision. You read what Dr. Davis said. All right. But that, see, when God speaks anything, though it linger, it's got to come to pass. Now, I believe that God was going to do it, and there was a great, moderistic day of scientists and everything sent out there, and days of miracles are past, and so forth. But God said, go. Now, I, like David of old, he couldn't slay all the Philistines, but if he could only kill that bolster out there, Goliath. And so, when Goliath was slain, all Israel took courage, and away they went. And they beat the Philistines, plumb back into their gates. Well, that's the way it's been now. Ministers have seen the vision of divine healing now. Even the, the Presbyterian Church in New York and all of them practicing divine healing. Having healing services on Wednesday night. Colleges are adopting it. Throughout the world, in Korea, they had a divine healing service here not long ago in Korea, and thousands got healed. Down in Japan, everywhere from Australia and around the world comes the news. Great things going through. The books went for ministers read, taking courage, and went out. And divine healing has swept the world. Thank God. And when the enemy comes in like a flood, he said, I'll raise up a standard against it. And I'll be the enemy's dashing, and God should have raised up the standard. That's why I go back home to find out, now, Lord, I've done the best I could. Now what do you want me to do next? And you pray for me, will you? And I'll, I'll always remember you. And thank you much. And I'll assure you, friend, at the money that you gave tonight, a portion of your living, I'm sorry that we even have to do that. I never took up an offering in my life. My wife said, <laughs> you probably laugh when I say this. And I remember one time, I wonder if there's an old minister here who's been around here for two or three days. And I remember... <laughs> I said to the wife, I said, I come in, we had a debt we just couldn't meet hardly. I said, honey, I'm going to take up an offering tonight. She said, I'm going over to watch you. So she got a chair and sat down, and there she was, watching me. And I said, uh, friends, I'm going to, <clears throat> uh, I'm just in a little tight place. I said, <clears throat> I'm going to, <clears throat> now, not they wouldn't do it if they'd do anything for me, but I've been pastoring for 12 years never received one penny of salary in my life. And I, I, I worked for a living. I was young and able, why not work? I thought you to do something, so I'd preach the gospel in the, through, in the night and work in the daytime. I've went up many times right through with my old ragged patrol clothes on, come to a farmer's house and talk to him about the Lord. They'd say, yes, I believe and repent. I'd get my clothes, go right down to the river, the creek, and baptize them all in the Christian faith, walk on out, start on down the line, walking again. Met a hobo on the railroad track one day and led him to Christ, walking about a half a mile in an old pond, throwed back the scum back like that, just had to hold him down a long time to get all his clothes wet, brought him back up. Yes, sir. That's right. He went on the road rejoicing down He wet me too, and we, he turned one way and me the other, shook one another's hand, hugged each other, wet clothes on, going back to our work. Why, the Lord's real. He don't have to be all dressed up to do anything. The inside's where it has to be dressed to do anything. Then, I remember that night. We couldn't hardly make the ends meet, so I, we went over to take up an offering, and I said, 
Uh, friends, I, I hate to ask you, but I said, if you've got a nickel or a dime, I said, i got a little debt, I just can't meet it, and they're pushing me, I said, won't take up a little offering, and, and I said, Brother Wise Heart, bless his soul, he's in glory today, an elderly man. I said, go get my hat, and he went over to get my hat, and everybody, a poor little old woman sitting down there, Mrs. Weber, she went down under that little checkered apron, you know how the women used to have that pocket on the inside of the apron, pulled out that little old long pocketbook and little snaps over top of it. It's during time of depression when things is really hard. She began to pull out those nickels. Every time I see her reaching there, I just feel my heart go out like that. I couldn't take that poor thing's money. I looked at her, I said, oh, I was just kidding you all to see what you do. I said, I didn't mean that. My wife looked at me. <laughs> An old minister has been hanging around here on the street. I met him the other day up here on the street, jumping just as high as he could, singing old-time religion. Name's John Ryan. Got long hair and beard. He's been around here for a few days. He uh, he was rode an old bicycle down there, and he gave me that bicycle. And I painted that old bicycle and sold it for five dollars and paid off the debt. <laughs> I didn't need to take up the offering, and we made the ends meet. So that was very fine. God knows all about things, doesn't He? But if I had to stand tonight before the judgment, that's one thing. Here's three things that I've watched in the, my life, in the reading of other ministers. When God blesses a minister just a little bit on that—now, we're all friends, aren't we—when he blesses him just a little bit above maybe someone else or, or give him an opportunity to do a little more work for him or something, the first thing that Satan goes to work with that minister is three things, major things. The first thing is money, women, popularity. He'll work on him with money, or if he can get him to, like his first bait, <laughs> that's like in the Garden of Eden, well, or if he can get him to thinking he's something when he ain't nothing, he's got him right then. Well, friends, before God, I, honestly before God, I've shunned money. A man where his wife was healed like that. Little Labrisha is a little German woman that testified here a while ago with her breast eat off of cancer. That same thing happened in California with a man that owned the Mission Bell Winery. And when I baptized that group, when we stand there and I holding on for about a day there with that cancer, Dr. Palvitas said, Reverend, that woman is dying. I said, Sir, would you walk out of the room just a little while? And I got him out of the room. There are the loved ones standing. I kept praying. That cancer beat back against me, beat back again. Now I kept on until I, I didn't eat. They wanted me to come to dinner. I wouldn't eat. I just stayed there, that lovely big home. And after a while, I called that cancer. I said, in the name of Jesus Christ, come out from the woman. And that curtain, I hope this don't stumble you, but that curtain hang at the bottom. While I was standing there before about two dozen people, it began to wind up, wound, come up against the stick like that, and went Drop down, and that woman come to her feet. The cancer was gone. Three days and then she was doing her shopping downtown. I baptized them in the irrigation ditch out there. And that man sold out his part and sent a check to me for over a million dollars. That's right. And I refused. The people brought us. I said, don't, don't bring that to me. Don't bring that to me. In Texas and Dallas there, a rich oil man flew his, his mother in there. She's in a wheelchair. She'd been there two or three days, and I was preaching. I said, I see an elderly woman coming in a wheelchair, gray-headed, shaky. I said, I see her rise up and go. I said, where is she? Here she sat out there. I said, woman, Jesus Christ has healed you. Come to your feet. And away she went, running down through the building, and then sat there about eight years. He couldn't get to me. And the next night, 
He got a prayer card acting like he was sick. He came in for line. As soon as he came there, he said, Brother Branham, I just wanted to get near you and put my arms around you. And I said, What's the matter, sir? He said, Here's the check, a little check I want to give you. I said, Look on there, $28,000. I said, Oh, no, no. He said, Here, so not for saying the prayer for my mother. That is it. I said, I'm, I'm worth it. I said, he said, I said, Tuck that check and tore it up. I said, No, sir, brother. No, sir. I, God never sent me to take money. He sent me to preach the gospel. And I've got a little old fat wife back there. She's the sweetest woman in the world. <laughs> That's all. I love her with all my heart. There's no one else in the world but her to me. I love her with all that was in me. You can love a woman. Is my wife, the mother of my children back there. If I'd have to leave her ten years, I still love her just the way I did the day I married her. And then, friends, popularity. I know that this is nothing but a sinner saved by grace. God can withdraw his mercy from me anytime he desires. And I realize I'm six foot of dirt going back there someday, and that's all I am. And that's, I shun human homage to try to keep away from people sometimes when they get to say, Brother Brandon, this and all that. I try to keep away from it. And you pray that I can always keep that in my heart, that God will be able to use me to help bring his gospel to others. God be with you and bless you quickly now. For one little finish your testimony, and then I must go. First, I want you to promise me you pray for me while I'm gone. And when I return, I'll be praying, and I hope and trust to God that some glorious day I'll be able to return back to Erie and have a glorious meeting. If many of you cross the divide before that time, and you get over on the other side, remember me to my friends over there and tell them I'm trying my best. When you run into my loved ones, my baby, my daddy, and them over there, tell them I'm doing the best that I can, all that I know how to do to glorify Jesus Christ, working day and night for his glory. And someday I'm expecting to come home. And may God bless you all, give you good health and strength, till we meet again is my prayer. Now, for our testimony, I was so highly elated today to meet a little friend from Finland, a minister that was in the meetings with me. And me telling you about the resurrection of that little dead boy last night, you remember that? And the little girl, why the man knows them. And I met him today, was right with me in Finland. I shall finish the testimony, then I want the man to come for verification of what I said. That's way across the seas. Thousands and thousands. But just before that, I'll remember something. Brother Baxter said there's a box full of letters sitting here in handkerchiefs. Now, I I'd rather that they wouldn't be this away. I'd rather you'd write personally to me and let me be able to take each handkerchief and pray over it. Now, this is all right. I can pray over them in a mass form, but I'd rather pray individually over each handkerchief. How many believes in that? That's the Bible. Now, just write me, Jeffersonville, Indiana, and any time that I can do anything for you, I'll be happy to do it. And we send out thousands. My secretary's wife sitting here somewhere who helps in the mail. Mrs. Carlson, they bring to me hundreds of yards of ribbon, and I take that ribbon and pray over it. Now, truly, the secretary and them, they make up sometimes the farm and so forth to send out, but every handkerchief and piece of ribbon that you get, I've prayed over it. That's right. I know if it was my child was sick, or my mother, or whoever it was, I, I'd, want, <laughs> I'd want it done the way the Bible said do it. Now, many of you anoint them, the handkerchiefs. That's all right. Anything God will bless, I'm for it. But if you'll bear record with me, Acts 19, Paul didn't anoint the handkerchiefs. He'd taken from his body handkerchiefs or aprons, you see. And then 
We send them out, and you're welcome to them. If you don't have no need for one, send, get it, and keep it on the Bible, Acts 19. If the child takes a croup or something like that or something happens, lay that ribbon upon them and find out what happens. Be sincere. It's a token of faith. But now, being anxious to hear, I want to offer prayer for them if we'll bow our heads just a moment. Dear Heavenly Father, here's several hundred letters laying here, great box, and many of them are going out to the needy and dying. We've assembled here in the name of thy child, Jesus, and we know that you're with us, and you've promised us that whatever we ask, we should receive. Now, I haven't had the opportunity to read them. But you've seen the people when they wrote those letters. You've seen every handkerchief that was placed in there. And I ask you, dear God, as soon as they return to their proper place, may demons come out, may sickness leave, maybe way back in some little dark room sits an old mother and dad, very sick. They're waiting for one of these handkerchiefs to return. Maybe a little baby laying with fever just about to pass over the other side. They're waiting for the handkerchief to return. Oh, God, be merciful. And it's written one time that when you brought Israel out of Egypt and they come right up against the mountains, the Red Sea had them bound, they could not go over. It's said by one of the writers that God looked down through that pillar of fire looked at that Red Sea and had his people pinned off from the Promised Land. And he looked down with anger, and the Red Sea got scared, moved back, and let Israel cross over into the land. And Father, Satan, like the Red Sea, has cornered off many of your people. They're laying bound and afflicted and sick, and when these handkerchiefs reach them, this token of God's grace. May the same God look through that same pillar of fire. May that sickness become scared, move back, and may they cross over into that promise of good health in the three score and ten. Grant it, Father, for I go now to lay my hands and body over these handkerchiefs in commemoration of your word. Grant, Lord, that each will be healed in the name of thy Son, Jesus. God bless you. May he add his blessings to every one of you. And now, just a reading of the Word, and then I'm going right to have the prayer line, because we want to take just as many tonight till they'll have to pack me away from here if they have to. I've asked my boy and them, let me stand as long as I possibly can. And first I want to read one verse out of Isaiah 53. Who has believed our report, and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? And over in St. John 4:46, Jesus came again into Cana of Galilee, where he made the water wine. And there was a certain nobleman whose son was sick 
in Capernaum. And when he heard that Jesus came out of Judea, of Galilee, he went unto him and besought him that he would come down and heal his son, for he was at the point of death. Now listen to this story and watch the action. Jesus said unto him, Except you see signs and wonders, you will not believe. The nobleman said unto him, Sir, come down ere my child die. Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy son liveth. Now he won't even come pray for his son. But he didn't do it. He said, Go thy way, thy son liveth. Watch. And, and is a conjunction, and the man believed the word that Jesus spoke unto him and went his way. Obedient. And when he was now coming down, his servant met him and said unto him, Thy son liveth. That was the next day. Then inquired he of them the hour he began to amend, get better. And they said unto him, Yesterday at the seventh hour the fever left him. So the father knew it was at the same hour which Jesus said unto him, Thy son liveth, and himself believed in all his household. This is again the second miracle that the, uh, Jesus did when he came out of Judah into Galilee. Watch this. The nobleman, his son, he had heard of the fame of Jesus. And when he came, he wanted him to go down and heal his son. Uh, that was the way he wanted it. Come down and heal him. And Jesus said, except you see signs, you won't believe. And the man said, sir, come down here, my son died. He said, go thy way, thy son liveth. Now what if the man would disbelieve? His son would not have lived. You have to believe the word that spoke to you. You believe that? He said, thy son liveth. And the man believed the word that Jesus said to him. He said, that's all right. Rabbi or Master, if you say my son lives, that's good enough for me. And he went on back down. He didn't go like he told him. Now it's a day's journey. And the next day he met some of his servants coming. And the servant said, thy, thy son liveth. He's still alive. He said, well, what time did he begin to get a little better? Amend. Now watch now. Begin to amend. Get just a little bit better. He said, yesterday at the seventh hour. Well, it seemed the fever left him. And the man said, the seventh hour. That's the same time Jesus said, thy son liveth. Now, the, now he said, this is the second miracle that Jesus did when he came out of Cana, of Galilee. Miracle. How many of you that come in here sick now that feels like you're just a little better all along everywhere, crippled, afflicted, whatever, that you feel like you're just a little better than you was when you come in? Let's see your hand. What's happened? Amen. There you are. You're just a little better. Sure. If you're just a little better now, tomorrow you'll be a little better. The next day a little better, you're going to get well. Some people have great big faith like this. Anything can happen. The next has faith that deep. Takes a little longer. Next has faith that deep. Takes quite a little while. Some has faith like a mustard seed. Uh, but if it's mustard seed faith, genuine faith, hold on to it. 
Just keep believing it. It'll become marvel faith. Then it'll become grapefruit faith. And then it'll become mountain faith. It'll bring you right out if you just stay with it. Hold on to it. It'll bring you right straight to the light if you'll stay with it. But don't be discouraged. And do not believe symptoms. Symptoms, that's the devil's lie. Some people say, well, now look, what if the little lady here, when I told her, she was, I never told her, God told her, that she was going to be well. Why, she said, now wait a minute. The next day she was, well, you know, there's that cancer still running. I'm drawn down. I can't move. I'm on this cot. I can't go. Well, uh, maybe he was second day, third day, fourth day. Well, maybe he was wrong. <laughs> no. If she'd have believed symptoms, she wasn't looking at the symptoms. She was looking at what the Word of the Lord said. I walked into a man not long ago. His boy had black diphtheria. Did you ever hear of it? Horrible. It works on the heart. And the cartogram showed the heart that it went all the way down. They called the man from the meeting. Said, your boy's dying. And he went over there and he said, can I bring Brother Branham in? He said, well, no. He said, hasn't Brother Branham got some children? He said, yes. He said, well, we can't bring him in. He said, we just can't bring him in. He said, please let Brother Branham come in to see my boy. He said, he's dying? He said, yeah. He said, he'll be dead in the next couple hours. Sixteen years old. He said, well, let him come in and pray. He said, and the man was Catholic. He said, would you refuse a priest to come in and give the last rites to He said, yes, but the priest is not a married man. But he is, he's out amongst the congregations. He talked him out of it. Well, he tucked me in and rolled me all up with a whole lot of stuff over me and washed my hands with all kinds of stuff. Walked into where the boy was. I said to the father and the mother standing there, I said, do you believe? He said, ask God, Brother Branham. And I knelt down and started to pray. And while I was praying, the angel of the Lord come down and said, you shall live. I got back up. I said, did you hear that, brother? He said, yes, sir. I said, praise the good Lord. The nurse come back. She said, I'm sorry, but you all will have to go right away, especially Reverend Branham. I said, thank you, ma'am. So I walked out. This man started walking out saying, thank you, Lord. Thank you. And the mother just a happy and a shouting. The nurse said to her, said, say, did you realize that your boy's dying? I said, sure, I know what you said. I said, well, and the doctor was standing out there as the intern. And he was, they were just as happy and shaking hands and hugging one another, you know, and thanking God for his healing. The boy just dying right out. So he said, well, uh, what are you so happy about? When I, did you understand? The doctor said, did you understand? I told you your boy be dead in two hours. said, I understood what you said, and I understood what God said. <laughs> he said, well, look, says, it's all right to have faith, but I can't see how that you can just ignore such things as that when that boy laying there dying. And the, minister, the man turned around, which was a minister, he turned around and said, sir, look at here. You're looking at... Said, that when that cartogram shows that that heart ever what it was, I didn't know his words he was talking about. Said when that drops down, said all the world's history, there's never been a time that that's ever come up. Said death's on the boy now. He said, look, sir, you're looking at that chart, and I'm looking to a divine promise. <laughs> what God said. What if two years ago, when Mayo brothers told me I, I was finished, what if I look at that? I looked at Hebrews 3, 1, he's the high priest of my confession. And I believed him, and you see what he's done for me? Talk about somebody having symptoms. If anybody already had symptoms in the Bible, it ought to have been Jonah. Look at him, he was backslid. That's bad. His hands was bound behind him. He was 
rode out of a ship, swallowed up by a whale, three miles deep in the ocean. When a whale eats any other fish, he goes right to the bottom of the sea and rests his fins on the bottom, feeds your goldfish and watch him. He searches through the water till he finds his prey and then goes down directly. And when he's down there in the bottom of the ocean, in a whale's belly, hands tied behind him, backslid on a stormy sea. If he looked this way, it was whale's belly. He looked that way, it was whale's belly. Everywhere he looked, it was a whale's belly. Talk about symptoms. He had them, didn't he? But you know what he said? He said, they're lying vanities. He said, once more will I look to your holy temple, O Lord. Not to the whale's belly, not to my hands being bound, but I'm going to look to your holy temple. For I'll quote it in simple words. For when Solomon dedicated that temple, said, If your people be in trouble anywhere, look to this place and pray, then you hear from heaven. And Jonah believed that Solomon's prayer was heard. And he said, I'm not going to look to these symptoms. I'm going to look to the temple of God. And if Jonah, in that kind of a condition, could look to a natural temple where a natural or a human prayed, how much more ought you, sitting here where people are being healed right around you every night, look away from the symptoms here? to the, not the temple of earth, but the gates of glory, where the Son of God with his bloody coat standing before the Father now, making intercessions on anything that you confess. I won't look to my symptoms. I'll look to your holy temple, Lord. There's where it's at. And God kept him alive three days and nights in the belly of that whale. Is that right? Bombed him out on the shore and he gave his prophecy and finished his course. Now, say. Some of you ladies tomorrow, what if the express agent would come down to your house and say, How do you do? Are you Miss John Doe? Yes. Well, I have something here for you. And you look at it, it'd be a great big box full of rattlesnakes. Well, what a present. There's your name tacked on them. These are yours. Are they? In one sense, they're yours, and in another sense, they're not. Now you say, I don't want them. Well, they're yours. Your name's on them. Well, that's one way it's yours, but still it isn't yours to you sign for it. And if you don't sign for it, you'll have to take it back. You might see all your symptoms. The devil says, here it is. Here's your cancer. Here's your heart trouble. Here's your crippled condition. Refuse to sign for anything the devil brings. You'll have to take it back. Say, I refuse to have it. I just won't have it. No, sir. He'll have to take it back in the name of the Lord. If you believe it and confess it and say, I've accepted Jesus Christ as my healer, there's no affliction or disease can stay on you. Stay right with it. But the first time that you get weak and say, well, yes, I've still got it, then you drop right down to where you was at. You sign for it, then tuck it back. Say, yes, Mr. Devil, I, I have it back. Oh, brother, you stand right there as, as long as there's a breath in your body and say, I refuse to have it. I refuse to have it. How are you feeling? Wonderful. Hallelujah. That's it. That's right. Show the devil what you're made out of. You're born again by the Spirit of God, and you don't have to bow down to his images. They're out there say, I don't want your stuff. Well, here's your name on it. The doctor said, I don't care what he said. I know what God said. Get away from here with him. That's right. That's the way to treat him. Hand it back. He was the one give it to you. You'll have to be the one to take it back. God, you know what? He's your Redeemer. Did you ever see a pawn shop? Well, oh, it's a horrible looking place. 
The devil puts you in a pawn shop and Jesus redeems you. You're free. Get out of it. That's right. He'll give you these things. But Jesus paid the ransom. He paid the price and you're out of the pawn shop tonight. Reminds me one time we tied an old crow up by his foot. Scared the other crows away eating up the cornfield. Well, that poor old crow, he just called and the other crows going over calling to him to come and he couldn't fly because he was tied. One day somebody come by and looked at him and said, poor old fellow, he, he just starved to death. So he just reached down and untied him and let him go. The other crows flew over and said, come on, Johnny Crow, let's go south, it's getting cold weather. And that old fellow had been tied so long that he still thought he was tied when he was untied. He just kept walking around when he was untied. He thought he was tied, he'd been tied so long. Maybe that's your case in that wheelchair and there and there. But remember, there was a good man one day, the devil might have tied you up. But there was a good man, Jesus Christ, who redeemed you, cut every strain loose from you. Hallelujah! When you see the rest of them rising to their feet and believing it, go the same way. You're free from the devil's pits. Yes, sir. Oh, my. What's the matter with me tonight? Amen. I believe I'll come back to Erie and have me an old Holy Ghost revival here somewhere. I just say, good old-fashioned time. Amen. What would you Thank you. I'm not very used to preaching in a little bit like this tonight on a healing service, but I, I, I must stop. God bless you. You're free. Every one of you. Jesus cut you loose a long time ago. Just refuse to have it. Say, I haven't got it. I'm getting better and better all the time. Praise the Lord. I believe it. Watch what happens. Go out of here tonight. Say, no, I don't have to go through a prayer line. I don't have to go no more. No, Jesus, I accept it. It's mine. Neighbors say, how are you feeling? Say, wonderful. I remember when everything I put in my stomach would gurgitate. I weighed less than 100 pounds. Every time I swore anything, go, go out. I went out and I grabbed my wife and I hugged her and kissed her. I said, honey, the Lord heal me. She said, what? I said, the Lord heal me. I said, are you sure? I said, I know it. I said, I know. I said, the Word said so. He said, he's the high priest of my confession. I've confessed him as my healer. I said, can you eat? I said, Sure. And every time I'd even take a drink of water, it spurt right through my nose. She's sitting back there looking at me now. No, that's the truth. Now, I, she said, what do you want? I said, send over to the store and get a can of pork and beans. Open it up, get a loaf of bread, and cut up a big Texas white skin onion. I want some. She cooked a big piece of ham, and I took this pork and beans, sat down and asked the blessing, said, thank you, Lord. Well, up a big bite full, and the doctor said, one mouth full of food, solid food, it sends you to the grave. Said, don't you let no solid food hit your stomach? That's what he said. And the Lord said, I'm the Lord and healeth thee. Who am I going to believe? I chewed up that big onion. Oh, how good it tasted. I, I swallowed it down. Just as soon as it hit down there, like a, a coal of fire went right down, hit like that, and come back up again. I held my hand over my mouth, swallowed it again. Come back again. I swallowed it again. No, sir. We had a, a bouncing party there for a while. I swallowed it back, he come back, and I swallowed it again, come back, and I swallowed it again, got me another and helped now, poke out in him, swallowed it again. Called the doctor. Doctor said it'll kill him sure as the world. I said, Hallelujah, I'll die happy. I went on down through there, went out in the yard, everybody said, How are you, Brother Benham? I said, Wonderful. Stomach bothering you anymore? No, not a bit. That's right. Going on like that. I believed it. Yes, sir. Went on like that, and that night when I started to lay down, oh my. There it was, every bit laying like the same place. Said, want anything for, eat, for supper, honey? I said, open another can of beans and slice some more onions. <laughs> yes, sir. 
I know God's Word is the truth. That's all. And I poured some more on top of that. They laid right there until breakfast, and I had me two fried eggs and some more ham the next morning for breakfast. I kept on like that week in and out. And I was so nervous, looked like trees was running together and say, How you feeling, Brother Brown? I said, Wonderful. Hallelujah. Stomach by me? I'm like, No, sir. No, sir. Are you all right? Sure, I'm fine. Doing good. What happened? The Lord healed me. You say, Brother Branham, you lied. No, I never. No, I never. When I accepted him as my healer, he'd healed me 1900 years ago. It was settled in my soul. No matter what this was here, in my soul it was settled. I was testifying not how the body felt, what the full soul thought about it. And my spirit said, Christ is your healer. I said, I believe you, Lord. I stayed right with it. One day I kept poking it down and poking it down, and it all left me. I eat anything I want to. <laughs> Went on, gained about 35, 40 pounds, and feel fine. Oh, he's a healer. But you'll have to show your faith in him. And don't you think it's on a, you're going to a picnic, you're going on a battleground. That's right. You're not to a picnic where everything is handed down to you in a silver spoon. You've got it. I must fight if I must reign, increase my courage, Lord. <laughs> See, must I be carried home to heaven on a flower bed of ease while others fought to win the prize and sail through bloody seas? No, I must fight if I must reign, increase my courage, Lord. Help me and support me by thy everlasting word. Yes, sir. Stand on God's word. In Finland that night, when that little girl got ill, where's my Finnish brother sitting here somewhere? I want you just a moment. Listen to this story. You heard it last night, did you? The brother's with us. The other little boy that was hit under the chin is in the hospital dying. About the second day, I believe it was, had passed. And they didn't know what to do about the little fellow. I had the awfulest time. I couldn't get, I couldn't even get into the hotel. That little woman and husband laid on the steps, and they had to drag me over the top of them. And I remember that night. When the little Finnish girl was healed, I went up to the room. Miss Isaacson said to me, she said, Brother Branham, what can be done? So then people's about to wear me to death. And I said, well, I don't know, Sister Isaacson. It's against the rules for me to go out like that. And she said, well, will you just meet him in the morning out here if the little boy's still living? I said, all right. So we, she brought him up there. Where is Sister Isaacson now? Is she in the state here? She is. A very lovely person. So she made an appointment in the afternoon for me to see the mother and father. Very nice, typical little Finnish family. And they sit out there, and they see me coming. They started running and fall down like that. I said, now get your chair through the interpreter. And so they, they sat down there, and I said, uh, they said, oh, go down to the hospital and heal our little boy. I said, I couldn't heal your little boy. I said, well, you heal the other little boy that was dead. And said, our little boy's not dead, but he's dying. He's never come to. His brain's crushed. And I said, well... Uh, concussion, remember what it was, and his spine in there, all. And I said, a blood vessel had bursted on his spine or something. And I said, well, now, I, I didn't do it. I said, well, I said, over in America, about uh, a year ago, I saw a vision of a this little boy being healed. And the interpreter told her, she said, go see vision for my little boy. Well, that was awful nice, but, you know, you just can't see visions when you want to. There's no more, and I'd say, dream me a dream. You've dreamed dreams, but you don't do them yourself. So he said, I said, oh, I can't do that, sister. And I told him, I said, are you all Christians? No. I said, look, 
God may be aiming to take your little boy home. And I said, if you're not a Christian, if that little boy dies, you can never be with him no more. If you die, when you die, then little boy go to heaven. He's too little to know about sin. But he'll go to heaven, and you won't go to heaven, and you'll never see him no more. I said, then if you become a Christian, and when the, if the little boy dies and goes up to heaven, then you can go up to heaven where there's no more accidents, and you'll be with him forever. And I said, then, if you want a favor from me, you try to do something for me. And I said, if you want a favor for, from God, try to do something for him. And I said, now, perhaps when you would give your life to him, you might find favor, and he might save your little boy. Well, they talked it over. They, they couldn't lose, because they'd go to heaven. If the little boy died, they'd be with him forever. And if they found favor, maybe God would heal the little boy. So they knelt down, and I led them to Christ. They got up and hugged one another, and it was all right. Now the lady said, go and see vision for my little boy. Well, I said, no. She wanted me to go to the hospital. I said, no, God can speak to me in this room, just same as he came down to the hospital. Sister Isaacson told him. Well, she said, you go in, and we'll wait. <laughs> I said, look, he might not even say one word to me. I don't know. I said, but if he does, I'll tell you. If the boy's going to die and he tells me, I'll tell you. I said, I'll tell you if he's going to die. And if he tells me, if he doesn't, I can't say nothing. Well, finally, Miss Isaacson got them to go back home. Well, they went back home in about 20 minutes. They called. Said, has him seen vision yet? <laughs> no. So uh, I, he can put his fingers in his ears if he wants to. They're very sweet, kind people, with him thought. And I'm not saying that because the man's sitting there, because he, I don't think he understands English too well anyhow. And he said, uh, they're very lovely, kind, sweet, humble people. So they, they don't have very much of this world's goods, but they love the Lord, and that's where the richest lay. And so they're rich in the kingdom of God. So then, went a little while longer, they called back again. They want to know if, if the vision had come yet. Well, they called several times that afternoon. That night, when we come home, the little girl had been healed. I had this same Bible right here. And now, if there's any Finnish people here that I, I don't mean to hurt your feeling about this, and I don't mean to hurt Brother Baxter's feelings either when I'm saying this, but we in America are well off when it comes to eating and things like that. I was up in Canada not long ago, and we was up around Prince Albert, Saskatchewan. We had around 10,000 of Indians and Eskimos and all coming down into the meeting. And over there, they don't, their candy is not as rich as ours this year. Some of it, I got a hold of some over there that just almost tastes like starch because the people can't afford it like they do here. And that's true. I think Canada is a lovely, wonderful country, way larger than ours, and the resources is far beyond ours. And fine people, but they're just poor people. Their roads are bad, and they haven't got the money to build the roads. But this place of people in America is rich, richest people in the world. And then their candy was bad, and my brother Howard. He said, many of you, I guess, know Howard. He, he, he come in, he said, coming home that night, he said, Billy? And I said, yes. He said, you talk about Canada having some bad candy, so taste this out of, out of Finland. Well, he gave me two little pieces of candy, about like that, and I held them in my hand. We was going on up steps. Brother Baxter and Howard slept together. They went to their room. Brother Moore and Brother Lindsay, they went to their room. And Sister Isaacson went to her room, and they keep me in a private room on account of the visiting of the angel of the Lord through the nighttime. 
He'll sometimes come to me at night and tell me every person, everything will be healed. The next day, I quote it to the managers. I say, you watch, there'll be so many, and a person over here and a person down there, a person over here will be healed. There'll be a woman come in dressed a certain way, laying on a cot, and she's coming from a different district. She'll be healed. And just tell them all about the meeting before it happens. Well, then he comes in like that. So then uh, I w- just walked into the room, and I took those two pieces of candy and laid them on the desk like that. I laid my Bible down. No, I beg your pardon. I put my Bible on my heart. I walked over there. And coming down through that park, you know, there in Coralville, that long park, coming down through there, there was those little fins coming down through there, going home, just praising God, soldiers and all. And some of them poor little soldiers over there never shaved. They're just kids in the army. Them Russians killed them off over there like flies. And they just had uh, the poor little fellows. And they were going along through there, and they were just talking. I looked out. Oh, it didn't get dark there at night. And so I looked out and I held my hand up. I said, Oh, great Jehovah God, how wonderful, how glorious. That little girl had been healed that night off those crutches. And I said, Praise be to your holy name. How I love you, how I adore you, oh, great God, creator of heavens and earth. Right in the same direction where them Russian planes come over to bomb you. Right down through there. I, and I was looking, I said, Someday Russian planes come one day, but one day Jesus shall come. I said, oh, what a difference it'll be for this country then. Instead of them all running into bomb shelters and things just built around the city here, they'll be running in the streets hollering, keep as Jesus just as hard as they can, and uh, uh, with their hands up in their, the air praising. I said, oh, how I love you. And I felt something. And I turned, and here he stood standing right there by me. And he had a little glass in his hand, just about that high, and in there was two American Easter lilies, Easter flowers, daffodils, whatever you call them. I don't think they even have them in that country. Easter long, look like a horn on an old graphophone. I don't think they have them up in that country. And there they was. He had them in a little jar. And he set them down before me without saying one word. I, I just stood there. He's a big man, got dark hair to his shoulders, olive complexion, smooth face, dark eyes, has his hands folded like this always. And he took this here and set this down before me. And one of the flowers was leaning up towards the north, laid down. And the other one started going down, going... And he said, what was that your brother gave you? And I said, it was a piece of candy, sir, or two pieces of candy. He said, eat them. And I picked up one piece. I cut my mouth. I... Chewed it and tasted pretty good. And when I swallowed it, this Easter flower that was laying towards the north went, stood right up. I looked at it. And I, he said, eat the other one. I picked it up. And oh my, you talk about an awful taste. I said, I tuck it out of my mouth. And this other flower started going, almost to the end. He said, them two flowers represents them two boys. He said, if you fail to eat this piece, this boy shall die. I put it back in my mouth, started chewing real fast, and then swallowed it. And when I swallowed it, this went, stood up like that with it. And the way those boys fell, you know. One fell to the north and one to the south. The one to the north is one was killed on the road. The one to the south was dying in the hospital. The doctor said he'd never come to. His brain was concussion or something on his spine. Said he can't come there. He washed the little boy's face. And they called and called and called all that day. And he said, this one stood up like that. And when he stood up, he looked at me. 
put his arms together, and I looked over him, and here was that light that you see back there in the picture, going like that. And the light settled down over the angel, the angel went into the light, went out of the room. I stood there, and I felt my hand, I bit my fingers, I was numb for a little bit, the vision left me. It wasn't a vision. I don't mean to say vision. That's, I see visions here, but that's just as real as I am, or you are. I stood and looked at him, and I ran out real quick, and I called. I said, everybody, come. Out come Brother Baxter, Howard, Brother Moore, Lindsay, all of them run out. I said, go get Sister Isaacson. They got her. Come down there. I said, thus saith the Lord. Call that lady and tell her, thus saith the Lord. Her baby shall live and not die. Said Brother Bram, she had called about an hour ago and said, that the baby was in the last stage. The doctor said it'd be dead the next two hours. I said, I can't help what he said. Thus saith the Lord, the baby shall live. So she run to the telephone, and their phones are not like ours here. And she cranked it on her side, and she got the family. And there's a baby set her there with their little bitty baby, and said they just called them to the hospital. The baby was dying, the little boy. And so they rang the hospital and got the woman to the phone, and Mrs. Isaacson said, Brother Bram said, Thus saith the Lord, that the little boy will live. She said, How well I know it. He just come to himself, sitting up down here just as well as he can be. Sitting there normally well, and the baby lives in Colville, Finland today, a normal, well child, by the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, by the power of revelation, by the power of his spirit. This brother happened to be along. He's a finished brother. He was with us. I met him today. He knows of the case. Come here, brother. What is your name now? Watkin. Watkin. and You have to say that, brother. I'm not so good at saying them. All right. I'll ask you this. Those testimonies are true, are they? Yes, they are really true. I was there just as an eyewitness. I come from Finland and our... The assistant pastor of the church, Salem Helsinki, and uh, I was also there uh, um, in Kuopio. We were on the hilltop, all uh, whole party, and we came down, and that accident happened there. And uh, the other boy was raised up from dead, and the other is uh, healed, and they are healed today. And also that little girl whom Brother Branham told yesterday, last night, she is still real healed, and praise God, and very many other marvelous things were done there, and that very great uh, service what Brother Branham and his party was doing in Finland, it is still growing and bringing fruit for God's uh, work. Praise the Lord. Amen. God bless you, Brother. Glad to get to see you again. God bless you. You melon, Raha. God bless you. Let's say praise the Lord, everybody. All the way from Finland. Little did I know when I was quoting that story that the man would be sitting here present, and this afternoon I met him coming in. Oh, what a time. Glorious time. Is there another fin in here? The other night someone hollered Hugh Mellon Rahau at me, passing over the platform that was healed. I guess they're not here. It was some lady, best I remember. Oh, there's the lady over there. Yes, that's right. You would, was you in Finland when I was there, lady? 
You were born in Finland. Was you the lady crossed the platform here tonight? And was he who gets the platform? Praise the Lord. God bless you. Do you know the brother here? You should get to know each other. <laughs> All right, you see who she is, brother. All right, that's fine. Let's say praise the Lord. Praise this is the way heaven will be. There'll be German, Finn, Italian, and even the Irish will be there. Amen. I said, I know there's one there. They call him Michael. All right. God is here tonight. Do you believe it? He's in his mercy, and he's here to heal the sick and afflicted. All right. It's time for us to call the prayer line now. And may God be with you. Brother Bobby, if you'll play tonight for me, my favorite song, Abide With Me. Some morning, life is all over, this mortal life. The sun will be set for its last time. This whole earth will be blown into bits. Maybe 500 years from tonight, there'll be a... Let's draw our picture now mentally. 500 years from tonight. Just imagine. I hear the winds howling. I look at the earth. It's out of its orbit. The atomic bombs that's thrown her from her orbit. Yonder she lays into the sun. She's whirling fast. The winds are blowing. There's not a living thing on earth. The sands are blowing across, howling many times, thousands times Fahrenheit of heat laying against her. No more water but fire this time. What do I see sticking up there in the sand? Oh, it's a tombstone. Somebody's name's on it. And maybe set in the meeting tonight. Where's your soul, then, friend? If you're not right with God, then let's draw a little farther out. I see God bring it back into its orbit again. She's rehabited it. The wolf and the lamb shall feed together. I see a beautiful dawn, a tropic, like an orient, big palm trees and beautiful birds are singing. I come look walking down through the garden yonder. The white doves are flying from tree to tree. What's approaching? The one that's going to sit on David's throne. His white robe moving along. Oh, I want to stand along the side there, don't you? It's just possible that the tears come down my cheeks while he passes by. And I look at him, I said, there's the lovely one that redeemed me. When the great supper set, there we all get seated, seated around the table, the wedding supper. I look across the table. I say, I recognize him. He's from Finland. I recognize him. He was at the airy meeting. I reach across the table and take you by the hand. We'll just have to shed a few tears, won't we? Then the first thing you know, the king will walk out in all of his beauty. He'll take his hands and wipe all tears from her eyes, put his arm around her and say, don't cry now. It's all over. Won't have any more healing services here. No more hot nights. No more tears. No more wheelchairs, crutches. It'll all be over. Enter into the joys of the Lord. I want to be there, don't you? Our Heavenly Father, abide with us until that time. 
May your mercies rest upon us. May your grace be ours. Then when there'll be one flag, one nation, one people speaking one language. Oh, what a day. Well, it may seem to many that might be many, many years off. May seem like a fancy dream to some. So is the things that we see today to others has been a fancy dream, but we're living to see it. When you speak, Lord, it's got to be so. We shall see it. Just think, we mortals someday shall see this great thing that we're speaking of, because the Lord has said so. Now, Lord, while we're in the journey, abide with us, won't you? May your Spirit come upon your humble servant tonight. Anoint me with your prophetic gift. May I be able to do the things that you told me to do. Well, all these six years you haven't left me or failed one time, and I know you will not tonight. In the hard heats of the battle, you're always there. You take the part. And now tonight, Lord, being the closing night, I feel faithfully hard. That's why I spoke a little. And now, Lord, may it be so tonight that there will not be a feeble person in our midst when the service is closed. We thank you for healing that woman last night and taking those big braces off of her. We thank you for healing the lady this afternoon from that wheelchair. We thank you for healing the lady with cancer, these with heart trouble and different. Oh, we thank you for all. And Lord, as your servant has said, so shall it be, for I know that you spoke these words. Many are here that's already healed. They don't realize it just now. Grant, Lord, that tonight will be a great time, for we ask it in the name of thy Son, Jesus. Amen. Has everybody go to believe with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind? Now let it be known this way before I start my line. We're going to try to stay a little extra long tonight. And then I want to see. How many in here believe in laying on of hands? And being, I'm going to see if I can, some way can work out the Lord. If everybody don't get healed in one time, I'm going to see if everybody gets prayed for anyhow. Now, how many in here wants to be prayed for? Anywhere in the building, just raise your hand. My, there's <clears throat> some five or six, maybe five hundred, six hundred. I don't know if I've seen them out in the roads too, outside. <clears throat> now, remember this, friend. <clears throat> Now, I can't be responsible for critics. If anything happens to a critic, I'm not responsible. Any of you all here that raise your hand, so I, you, I am not responsible for anything that happens to critical people, criticizing. Because remember, when demon powers come from one, they find a place to go. They'll go anywhere that they can go. Now, I, how many is going to witness when some of them says, well, that divine healer, you're going to take up and say, Brother Bram said he was not a divine healer. You're going to do that for me? And remember that there's only one divine healer, and that is Almighty God. Even Jesus Christ is not a divine healer. He said, It's not me that doeth the works, it's my Father that dwelleth in me. He doeth the works. Is that right? 
I just begin to wonder and think, maybe because there's not too many healed, I see them out in there in the audience, maybe they're already healed. I just, be reverent. All right. Good evening, sister. You believe with all your heart, lady. Now, you and I are strangers, aren't we? Don't know you. You don't know me? Is this your first time meeting? It is. We don't know each other, but God knows both of us. <laughs> He's known me since I was born. He's known you since you were born. And I believe He loves us both because we're both Christians. <clears throat> and you being a Christian sister, and I a Christian brother, and you've heard the remarks that someone has made about this, and there's no doubt that there's something wrong with you, and you come to me as God's servant, your brother, to help you along to believe more in Jesus. Is that right? That is right. Well, if I can do anything for you, I'll be very happy to do it. And the only thing that I could do would be ask God to let you get well. And then if God would do something now more than what he's already done, he's already paid the price for your healing. But you're just trying to learn how to write the check for your, for your healing. Well, now, if he might do something that would speak to you of something that has been, that would have to be the spirit of prophecy or uh, a gift of the word of knowledge that would go back down through your life's journey and find something down through there and bring it back to your memory, then you'd say, that would be something that you'd know comes supernaturally. Now, as I said a few moments ago, you being a Christian, I know you're a Christian, or your spirit wouldn't be welcome. You've noticed each night and in the lines and everywhere, a sinner is always called. They won't embrace sin at all. You're my first patient to talk to, my first sister tonight on the platform, not a patient, but the first one that I would talk to. And after being preaching the way I was, it takes just a little time for the anointing to move on me. And you're, you're aware that it's, it's near, don't you? Yeah. You're, and now when you said that, you felt it more than ever, didn't you? It's coming down to you now. Now between you and I comes a real hazy light. I see you now, sister. Yes, you are. You have an arthritis, don't you, sister? Sometimes it gets worse than others. I see you with kind of a lightish-looking dress on, and you're, you was walking somewhere, and you were just kind of a limping like you had to sit down and rest. It was in a yard or something. It looked like there's a lot of grass and trees around. I see also that you have a, you have a gallbladder trouble too, don't you? I see the examination. Say, 
My, you've had an operation too, haven't you, sister? More, yeah, you've had two or three, four, five, six. You've had six operations, is that right? Yes, sir. All right, come here and be healed, sister. Our Heavenly Father, a merciful God, grant the healing of my sister standing here. May she, Lord God, be made well tonight. As I bless her in the name of thy holy child, Jesus, may she go from this platform and be a well woman in the name of the Son of God, Jesus Christ. Amen. you believe me? If I tell you that you're going to be well, do you believe it? You are. God bless you, Lord. Let's say praise the Lord. Look at her walking now. She's already healed. Let's bless the Lord. All right, bring the next lady. <clears throat> Good evening, lady. You believe with all your heart? You're trying to, aren't you, sister? Yes. Yes, ma'am. Well, do not fear. You're surprising yourself. There's been a time in your life, lady, where... You've been hindered. There's been many things that's bothered you. You're a tuberculosis case, aren't you? You suffer with tuberculosis. And you've had lots of trouble. You have. And you, you've tried to have faith. Say, you're, you belong to the holiness people, the Pentecostal people or something. Isn't that right? I've seen you in the services where you're rejoicing. And you're embarrassed sometimes. When you're trying to, you cough a whole lot, and many times you pretend that it's something else instead of trying to admit that it's tuberculosis. You won't have to do that no more, lady. This is going to be the hour for you to be healed. Come here. You believe me as God's servant, Almighty God, author of life. Give grace to our sister tonight, seeing her heart breaking down here, you going back in there, pulling out things of her life. Satan! I come in the representative name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. You've hid from doctrine all, but you can't hide from God. In the name of Jesus Christ, I lay my hands upon this woman and ask for her healing. Come out of her. In the name of the Lord Jesus, go, sister, testify and glorify God. Let's say praise the Lord. Amen. Oh, that's the way I like to see the people come. Hey, come like Mary did. Lord, even now, whatever you ask God, God will do it, no matter what it is. All right, bring the lady. All right, everyone reverent now and believe with all your heart. <coughs> Audience, if you could only know how this feels here right now, what a feeling. Grace, grace, amazing grace. It just looks to me, now, of course, I'm standing here in the anointing chair. It looks to me that every person in the building could just raise up and be healed. That's the way it looks to me, right? Now, try to hold back just a few minutes if you can, see? Just, if you, <laughs> that's awful to say that. But just try so that these along here can get a, a view Maybe first-time people here, have faith now. Believe just now that Jesus is going to make you well. Be accepting it. 
and pray, have faith. How do you do, lady? <clears throat> now, everyone reverent, are we strangers? Uh, we're strangers. I don't remember if I ever seen you. And, um, well, there's, if there's anything that's wrong with you, well, I'll, I'll have to have some way to find it out some, uh, some way. Now, that wouldn't heal you if I could know what was wrong with you. It wouldn't heal you, but it might give you encouragement. <laughs> You're wondering what I'm going to say. <laughs> I'm not reading your... Yes, I guess it is. <laughs> That's right. I, I don't mean to say it. I just knew what you were thinking of then because it come to me. Now, you know that's true, isn't it? You're wondering what I was going to say. Well, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to say. Your trouble is a freak case. It's hard to understand. It's some kind of a, a gland or a tube in your body has collapsed. Isn't that right? And I say it's from your ear to your throat. How about that? Is that right? Go. Jesus Christ has made you well. You can do that. God bless you. Let's say praise the Lord. Just faith, that's all. I seen that laying like a tube open up like that, coming down the side of her face. Oh, how wonderful. How amazing. No wonder he said amazing grace. How sweet the sound. Have faith. Believe now. And God will bring it to pass. Do you believe it? What about all of you along the line there? Believing with all your heart? How about out here? Are you believing? All right. Just keep having faith. God will bring it to pass. Everybody be reverent. Good evening, lady. A timid spirit. That's the kind usually that kind of a little timid type. Don't have too much to say. Deep thinker. Always planning things ahead. Usually never happens that way all. But you had some good teaching. You've, you've had many sorrows, too, haven't you, lady? Had a great scare once in your life, too. Something seemed like when you was a schoolgirl. I believe it was a dog or something. Oh, I see a, something bark or go on, and you jump, scream, as this a little child. And down comes life coming down. Recently, you've been real nervous. Oh, yes, here's something else moving up. Sister, I'm sorry. Yes, I believe you know it. It's cancer. And come here just a moment. I want you to take a look at my hand. I want you to take your hand here and lay it on mine. Look at my hand, how it turns there. See that? See those white things running across my hand? That's the life of the cancer. I'm going to take my hand off. Now they cease. I put my hand on. It's not there, is it? Put your other hand here on. Not there. You're just as much human in this hand as you are in this hand, aren't you? The same hand. Same person. 
Now just change your hands back again. This one here. Now look, come in there. See what it is? Now watch it just as a hold it there a moment. Watch the hand. See that swelling? Turning dark. Little white things running over the top of it. Is that right? If it is, raise this hand so the audience will know it's true. Now just take your hand off of mine just easily. There they go. Now I put my hand on there. They're not, are they? Well, I'm just as human as you. See, and I want you to notice it isn't the position that the hand is in. Now put this one back here. See? Now it isn't positionally the way the hand is. It's just the same. Is that right? Now I've told you the truth, haven't I, lady? And now you see been, uh, the truth has been told you by a vision that something physically here is vindicating that is true also. Now, I can't make that leave you. Only your faith can. But this is going to be something because you're a type of person that, that tries to believe. But you, you're, you're this, I don't know just how to explain, you know what I'm trying to speak of, your type of person, timid, backward, and it's just something you, you want to believe, but you try to make yourself, push yourself to think. But that won't work, see. It's just got to be a settled faith like your mother would have told you when you was a little girl, darling, I'll get you a new dress Saturday night. You look forward to it, see. You look forward to getting that new dress. I just look the same thing to God to heal you. Just settle. Just, he's your heavenly father. Your mother might not be able to carry out that obligation, but God's able to carry out everything he promises you, see. Now, look at my hand now since it's been on there a little bit. Now. Now watch, when you raise your hand now, my hand will remain like that for a few moments. Now you see a few moments ago when your hand just laid there a little bit, and it went, you took your hand off, my hand turned normal just away. Now I'll move your hand now, watch how long it stays there. Look here. There it goes. See what I mean? Now just lay your hand right back again, so the palm will hit on. There it comes. Is it coming again? There it is. It's swelling again, turning black. All right. Look, lady, I want you to come this way just a minute. So that to make your faith. Now, in your case, it's going to take a challenge. And the challenge is going to be, it's going to have to command that to go out. Now, if I have to rule it out by my own faith, for God has promised me that if I be sincere, I, it can leave you now, and you'll know it. But now, where it will stay away from you, that's different. Because when the unclean spirit's gone out of a man, he walks in dry places. Then he returns back. Is that right? And if the good man of the house isn't there to hold him off, he'll come in. Now, what we're trying to get is more strength in the good man of your house, which is faith. Is that right? Now, if you can look at here now and see that by revelation and by something physically actually showing on your hand, on my hand, rather, that something's happening. You notice how it goes and waves like that? Now, audience, I don't know where you can see it or not. Watch here. Now, there it is. See it coming out? Watch. Now, there it's moving away, see? Now, here it comes again. Look. There it is. See it? Watch it go. Listen to that. Just a moment. Don't, don't stand up there. See there. 
Now, can you see it? Can you see it? Now watch. Now there it goes. Here it comes again. Look at it. There they come. There they go. Now what is that? That's a malignant growth laying there, alive, a demon, hideous, dark. And that thing knows. See, she's a lady, me a man. We're both human. She's got a spirit that's trying to believe, and there's something on here that does believe. And the only thing is get her faith up to a place to where she really does believe. It has to leave. It has to leave. It knows that. And if, it's a, and if, it, if, it, if it has to, if it leaves, then if her faith will stay there, it'll take it out. You watch, I've seen the blind come to the platform and receive their sight and read the Bible. Two or three days come back just as blind as they ever was. Say, how lasting is divine healing? Just as long as faith is. How lasting is salvation? Just as long as faith remains. Is that right? All right. If God can make it leave here, he can keep it away. The same faith. Now look at my hand there now. Now I want you to watch my hand here. Let me... So I can let the audience, I see my hand. I want you to look here. I'll put my hand on there, right this way so you can see. See how smooth it looks? White. Now take this hand, lady. Now lay this hand on there. See how smooth and white? See now? It's as smooth and white as it can be. Now I put my hand on. Now watch now I lay her, this hand here on. I lay this hand right here, lady. Now look at there. Look here, see them big white things running there? That's the life of that cancer. Now, it's scared. It knows it's going to have to leave if her faith will only believe. Now, look, lady. Now, the look at that one there. See how it faded? That's a female disorder, too, hitting there also. You knew that? Mm-hmm. Yes, mine. So you've had troubles, haven't you, lady? You've had operations for girls before, too, haven't you? All right. Now, I want you, the patient, to come near. I, I want to station my hand here somewhere so it'll take all doubt and everything. I want you to watch my hand, sister dear. I, used, I want you, don't, don't you close your eyes. You watch my hand. I'm going to have the audience because this time the thing has to be run out. I may be, by God's grace and by my faith, it will go. But you're tr truly sure that something's happened, haven't you? It's there. It shows it physically. The Bible said in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. First thing you've been a stranger to me telling you of your life. And if what was wrong with you, here it is showing here, that's two witnesses. If it stays... The only thing I can say, sister dear, is God have mercy. You won't have much longer to be here. But if it goes, you're going to live. Now, I, I want you to believe with me, and I'll pray and ask God if he'll heal you and let it go. If that stops, it's gone. If it doesn't stop, it's not gone. Now, that's being honest with you, isn't it, as, as a lady, my sister. All right, now, audience, I remember this. I get this as a warning. You keep your head bowed until you hear me say, raise your head. For this is not... Now, if I asked it to go and it would go, all right. But when you have to put it out, 
It's molested. Now, I want to ask you something, ministers. Jesus said, in my name they shall cast out devils. Is that right? They shall cast out. Now, I don't say that it can. But the woman will know. If it does, she'll know it, feel it, know it when it leaves. If it doesn't, the woman can't live much longer. Now, lady, you watch and be believing. Be believing that what's talking to you now comes from the Spirit of God. All right, by your heads, inside and out. Now, I want you to watch. You be the judge. Now, see, you're the one who's got the cancer. It can't bother you no more. I'm going to try to lay my hand somewhere. Now, see how, what color it is? Now, look at this hand here. I'll try not to move my hand at all. Our Heavenly Father, I'm not doing this to act smart, Father. You know my heart. I'm only doing this to this poor woman standing here, young woman, much life left, but she's in a serious condition. And I ask thee to be merciful to her. Grant, Lord, that she can be made well. She wants to live like all of us. We all want to live. And she's trying hard. And now, dear God, poor little timid thing, I realize that people maybe with a few minor troubles will live an ordinary life with them. But we realize that with this cancer, she can't live much longer without your help. And I pray, God, that you'll help and help my faith, Lord, to believe with all my heart and send the power and the anointing of your angel that the blood of Christ will stand between me and this enemy. And now Satan called cancer. I come in this duel of faith professing solemn faith in Jesus Christ, claiming a divine gift that was ministered to me by an angel of God the hour I was born in this world, which has been vindicated throughout the world. And you know all about him. And this woman comes tonight for help, and I come in this channel of faith in a challenge I claim you can't hold this woman any longer. Come out of her. In the name of Jesus Christ, leave the woman. <laughs> Thou demon, come out of the woman. Everyone reverent is still holding her. She's watching my hand. It's still there, isn't it, sister? Before I open my eyes. Everyone reverent. Be in prayer. Almighty God, author of life, give her every good gift. You promised this, Lord. I believe you. Oh, hear my prayer. Answer thy servant, Lord. Give her something to our sister. She's trying to believe, Lord. Granted. Thou demon, in the name of Jesus Christ, come out from the woman. Now, everyone, there it goes. Keep, keep your head bowed everywhere. There it goes, lady. Now, before I open my eyes, you watching my hand. It's left, has it? My hand's turned back normal. Is that right? The lady, the, the patient, I'm asking you to speak. Yes. All right, open your eyes, everyone, before I do. I want you to look at my hand.
something's happened, hasn't it, sister? What you think has happened? Healed. You're healed, is right, sister. Now watch your audience. See my hand? Now take your hand off. Put this one here on. Now put this one on. Now put this one on. Something has happened, hasn't it, sister? You know that physically looking, is that right? Look, audience. Same hand, same position, same place everywhere. Is that right? Something happened, hasn't it? You're healed, sister. Go off the platform and rejoice. Everybody be just reverent as you can. You're the patient, aren't you? All right, sister dear, you believe with all your heart? Believe that God is sure to make you well? You do. Now, what do you think about this all? You believe it's the power of the Almighty God? You couldn't be nothing else. Well, you've been suffering with a nervous trouble for a long time. You haven't been well for a long time. Another thing, you've got, oh yes, you've got something wrong in your back, haven't you, lady? I believe something wrong with one of the discs in your back, isn't that right? Is that true? Come here. Do you believe me as God's prophet? Our Heavenly Father, I ask for the healing of my sister tonight as I lay hands upon her in the name of Jesus Christ. May this demon turn her loose. Come out of her. A super step over. All right, here she is with a dislocated spine back. God bless you, sister. You're healed. Go off the platform rejoicing. Let's say praise the Lord. You believe me, sister? God bless you. I never will forget. I believe you're the first colored lady that's come on the platform since I have been here in the meeting. I never forget a thing that happened one time in Jonesboro, Arkansas. A colored girl coming through the crowd crying, blind. And I prayed for her back in the back of the building. Many of you heard the testimony, haven't you? Poor thing. No one was paying any attention to her. And she was coming along. I was standing out there trying to get in. That 28,000 people had banked the place. And I was trying to get into the building. Been a lady here with a cancer. They said she was dead. I don't know. She, I think she's in a coma. But I remember when she bumped into me, she said, excuse me. And I said, what do you want? She said, I've lost my father. She said, I can't find him and I was blind, sir. And I said, where are you from? She said, Memphis. And I said, looked over there and I seen that bunch of chartered buses. I was at Jonesboro. I looked and seen that chartered buses sitting there. I seen one of them said Memphis. I said, what are you doing over here? She said, I come over to see the healer. And I said, the what? She said, the healer, nobody there. Eight days, that's where I sat at the platform for four days and nights without even leaving the platform, praying for the sick. I slept at the platform, eat at the platform, what I eat. I said, do you believe that to be true? She said, yes, sir. And I said, well, as many fine doctors as we got, she said, sir, when I was a little girl, I had a cataract come on my eye. The doctor told me when they got right, I don't know what she meant by that, they'd take them out. And said, now they've wrapped around the optical nerve of my eye. If they pull the uh, cataract out, they'd take my eyes out. 
And she said, I heard on the radio this morning, a man up here from Kennett, been blind 12 years, received his sight. That's what happened that morning. She said, I come to see if I could see the man. And said, they tell me I can't even get near the place. And said, I've lost my father. And I, I'm blind. And nobody will help me to the bus. And I said, do you believe about that angel? She said, yes, sir. And she said, I said, you believe that that man had prayed for you to get well? She said, I'll tell you what you do. If you'll take me by the hand and lead me to where he's at, I'll be able to find my father then. That was too much for me. I said, do you believe that's true? She said, yes, sir. I said, perhaps I'm the one you're supposed to see. And she grabbed me. She said, are you the healer? I said, no, ma'am. I'm Brother Branham. I said, Jesus is the healer. She said, Brother Branham, don't pass me. Poor blind girl standing there. And I said, sure I wouldn't, sister. I'm sure God won't. And I never will forget, I took her by the hand. And I said, Lord Jesus, some 1900 years ago there was an old rugged cross come dragging down through the streets of Jerusalem, dragging out the bloody footprints of the barrier. His poor little thin body, frail, fell under the load. When he's Jesus Christ, receive your healing, Mother. Walk of that bond. He made the Amen. God bless you. Go rejoice and be happy. Diabetes. <laughs> Go and be made well, my brother, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. All right, bring it. All right, sister. Yes. You believe? <laughs> All right. You keep that tumor when it passes. Now <laughs> you send it to me. God bless you, sister. Let's say praise the Lord. Come, sister. You believe? Wouldn't you like to be rid of that asthma? Yes. Go breathe in the name of the Lord Jesus. Let's say praise the Lord. Come, lady. Do you believe, sister? You like to get over that heart trouble, wouldn't you? Go receive your healing in the name of the Lord. Let's say praise the Lord, everybody. You believe? How do you do, sister? Do you believe me as God's prophet? You'd like to be rid of that cancer, wouldn't you? Go and be healed in the name of the Lord Jesus. That's it, friend. Believe. What do you think sitting there, sister? Do you believe with all your heart? You'd like to go that back trouble, wouldn't you? Walk off the platform the other way. You're healed. God bless you. That's the way to believe it. Now you're doing it. Now you're coming right. All right. All right, come, lady. What do you think about it? You believe me as God's prophet? Your kidney trouble left you since you're coming across the platform. Let's say praise the Lord. Now you're believing. Just a moment. When I turned around, that lady was healed. That Yes. gray-headed lady sitting here, right back there with that green polka dot dress on. You had back trouble too, didn't you, sister? All right, you're healed now. You can go and be well. God bless you, sister. Let's say praise the Lord. Bring the lady. All right, sister, what do you think about him? You believe? Put your handkerchief in your other hand. Lay your hand on mine. What does that look like to you? Strange-looking sight there, isn't it? It's cancer. Come here just a moment. You know, when the angel of the Lord met me, that's the first thing he said, to not even cancer will stand before the prayer. Do you believe it? 
I want you to repeat this and watch my hand. Repeat this as I say from your heart. Lord Jesus, now I want you to watch. See that moving on my hand? Lord Jesus, I believe you. I accept you as my healer. I believe that there was a supernatural being said these things to Brother Branham. I believe his presence is here now. I accept my healing. Now what happened? Something changed there, didn't it? Vibration stopped, didn't it? Your faith has made you whole, sister, your cancer. Oh, my poor little baby Packy came over here. A little fellow braces on his leg. Come here, darling. You love Jesus? All of her body by your head, just a minute. A little crippled boy. Our Heavenly Father, we thank Thee for child simplicity. Thank Thee for this darling little babe. I pray, dear God, that You'll heal the little thing tonight. This horrible enemy has struck the little lad in his youth, but I hold his little body against mine and ask in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that You heal him. May this leave him. Come out of him, thou demon, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. All right, little boy, use them. All right. Take the child down there and take the braces off of it and bring it back on the, around the platform here, walking without them. God heal the baby. All right, come, lady. Do you believe? You accept me as God's servant? Is that right? You're going to be well. That's an ad thing. They call that. That's ring. Nothing at all. Just something that couldn't be said before this audience that only God Almighty would know. How about it, sister? Is that right? Absolutely, yes. Nothing but God alone was there when this happened. That's right. The lady and God alone. It's true, isn't it, ladies? Yes. The home for Jesus has made you well. God bless you. Are you a believer? With all your heart? All your mind? All your soul? Oh, he's so wonderful. He's sure to make every one of you well. Don't you believe it? Baby, or lady, my phone said, "Here comes a little boy with his braces off." Let's say praise the Lord. There's the baby, holy old, one foot off. It tickles his foot to what? Let's say praise the Lord. Do you believe? What do you think about it? Jesus is here. What do you think about it, brother? Amen. What do you think about it, sir? With a white shirt on sitting there. You'd like to get over that rupture, wouldn't you? <laughs> Amen. All right, stand up and receive it in the name of the Lord Jesus. What about your wife sitting there with that tumor? You'd like to get over it too, wouldn't you, lady? Raise up and receive it in the name of the Lord Jesus. 
Hallelujah. There. What about the young lady sitting there with epilepsy? You want to get over it, lady? If you do, rise up and receive it in the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Just a moment. Just reverend, just a minute. Oh, if you only knew. Where's the ministers of God that believes in divine healing? Come here, ministers. Come here in front of me just a minute. Ministers of the gospel who believe in divine healing. I'm going to show you the glory of the Lord. Lying right up here in front of me just a moment. One day it come to pass. It was so great that our master could not touch the people. He sent other seventy. My brethren, do you believe in this with all your heart? How many of you are sick and needy? Scatter back this way, brethren. Move way out here. Make the line long. You ministers standing right out this way now. Turn this way. You in this line, turn this way. And you in that line over there, turn this way. You in this line here, turn that way. How many believe that God's glory seeks to fall in this building and not be a feeble one among us? I believe he's here. My brethren, in the name of the Lord Jesus, I'm asking you to represent my hands and God's hands tonight. Now I'm standing at this microphone, bow my head in prayer while you start laying hands on these people, and I believe there will not be a feeble one in our midst by the time you get through them laying your hands on the sick. Now I want every sick person in here that's sick and wants to be healed to stand up on your feet right now, you that's able to. Turn this way, ministers. Don't fail to watch it touch each one. All right? You sick people, lay your hands over on one another. Turn around this way, ministers, towards your audience. Are you now ready to receive your healing? That's right, the lady's already healed, standing there. There's another one healed, standing right there. God bless you, yes, brother. There you are. You're through with that. Throw it away from That's right. That was healed with asthma, standing right there. That lady healed with cancer, standing right there. Here, that lady standing right there with the chlorosis healed. That man there, his eyes. God has made you well, my brother. There, ministers, walk forward in the name of the Lord. Lay your hands on them. Almighty God, we come to you in this crucial moment, believing that you're here. Lord God, we now represent you, laying hands upon the sick. Satan, you've lost the battle, thou demon. I adjure you to come out of these people. In the name of Jesus Christ, leave every one of them. I ask in the name of Jesus Christ, cripples, stand up on your feet. There comes the cripples up out of the wheelchairs. A cripples coming up. The people are being healed. Accept it right now. Raise up your hands and give God praise. There's a crippled woman, another crippled woman, a crippled man. The power of God is here. Go forward in the name of the Lord.